1: LFC Day Trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com.
2: Oh, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav. This is Shani. This is Keith. It's the Fatback Four. Emmett's not here. He's go karting in Lanzarote. He's on his big competition he has on in there in Lanzarote. A big go karting competition. So, he
1: is not Well, here. for
2: him. Um, oh, it's, it's a huge competition he's in. Look, like, he could be going world champion.
1: Hold on, Gav. Actually, I'll be back in two seconds. Okay. Just want to change something. Back two
2: right. seconds. Go on, Johnny. See it a bit. <laughs> um, okay. But anyway, Emma uh, could be, could be go karting world champion. By the time this show is over. Or you he might already be and he's just celebrating. Um but we've lots to get through in the next hour, Keith. Um, yeah, let's try get let's try get Shawnee back in. That wasn't the best start of his show, was it? Wow. No, No. Shawnee just wow. here we go.
0: Uh, that's what he likes to do. Shawnee likes to drop a little grenade every now and again
2: and just keep yeah. you on your toes. Just wait until he and starts doing that intro and then tell him, Listen, I need to go fuck off and I'm <laughs> done beforehand. Anyway, this is the Fat Four. We've loads to get through. And the big thing today, of course, was Dominic Sobazloi has joined Liverpool for 70 million euros. Um, it's all done. It's all complete. He's done all the stuff at the Axe. We've seen all the, all the, uh, the coverage and the snippets and the videos and the photos and the quotes and stuff like that. So it's all good on that front. Me and Matt done a show on Friday night. Um, as this was breaking and about to be done, it was a brilliant show. Go and check it out if you haven't already. But I want to get Keith and I want to get Shawnee's take on this signing. Keith. Dominic Sober's like Domo as he's known around here. Domo has yeah. completed his signing. Um, are you happy because I I've, I've yet to see someone that's not happy about this one.
0: Yeah, this is this is an amazing move for Liverpool, in my opinion. Um he wasn't on our radar at all. Obviously he's been linked with Liverpool for a long time, so as like we've spoken about him before on shows and it, it moves so fast, as it always does with Liverpool transfers, you know, the ones that actually happen always seem to, to move very quickly and we spoke on Wednesday on a show and we were talking about, you know, um, the you know midfield signings and we were focusing on the two rams and we are focusing on the other lads and he was just, at the, even at that point, it was just like, oh, I saw like getting thrown in here as well, what's, what's the story there? But... They got it over the line. And you look at the profile of this fella and you look at the blade skills that he has, the traits. And it's an amazing move by Liverpool. £60 million for this fella, 22 years old. He's already the captain of his country. You know, and people might put stock into that, might not. I do. I think Liverpool put an awful lot into that because it shows character and it shows leadership. And this young fella looks like he has loads of that in his locker, which is great to see. But... um. For his, his role in the team, you're now looking at a situation where we've got Alexis McAllister playing off the left of a tree and Sobazloy playing off the right of a tree. And we may have moaned about our midfield options last year, about creativity and about everything else. I think Liverpool have already the upgrade that we've done there is through the fucking roof off the scale. Good. What we've done in that area. And I think it'll impact what we're going to do next because we're going to talk about Romeo Lavia and that I didn't think he was high up on our list and he wasn't one that I was particularly interested in. But I think by bringing in Sabas, like it changes what I'd like to see us doing now. I think maybe more specialist six is probably what we need to bring in. And yeah, I'm just super excited to see how this one goes. I can't wait to see him playing. Um, number eight, you know iconic number takes over from Naddy and it'll be very, very interesting to see how this fella pans out because it's a good price, you know, when you look at the the the, the prices that players go for now it's scandalous money, you know what I mean? We've wrapped up two quality players for £95 million and that's absolutely brilliant for the business. So yeah, excited to see him and can't wait for the new season to start. And in, excited to see what we do after this as well because I don't need well done.
2: Well, we're, we're gonna talk about what we might do after this, definitely. But, Shawnee, um we, we spoke about the timeline of it the other night. Um Liverpool were named around them. Um then it was like, oh, will it happen? You know, or will they shoot it out in Newcastle? And all of a sudden it was like, no, Liverpool are in the front running. And then Liverpool have just activated this. Could have waited until the, the 4th of July to, um see what would happen, but they didn't. They activated it. They've got him in. You see him there today. He looks an absolute unit. And like I said to Keith, I've yet to find someone, Um either a Liverpool fan or people, say, on podcasts or the media, giving their expert opinion on it, people from Jeremy and stuff like that, um, have anything negative to say about this, Sean. It just seems like one that, you know, when you get a sign and like 90% of people are like, this is amazing, and 10% are like a bit wary. That hasn't come across at all, Sean, any negativity.
1: No, because there's, there's no negative drawback. To, to this type of deal for Liverpool um, like this is a player I never even conceived of was signing because I just didn't think I, I honestly I had in my head that this was Man City's air to KDB I literally thought Man City were going to do what they did with Rodri and Fernandinho and David Silva and Bernardo Silva with this fella and bring him in and let him hang around for a couple of years and then when it settled um let him move through and, and take Kevin De Bruyne's place but I've absolutely um absolutely no qualms about this one. He's a he's a top class player, he takes t- ticks every single box in terms of what we've needed um of his profile. Um when it came out on Wednesday we were discussing it ourselves that this is either going to be one that just didn't happen that happened really fast. It was never going to drag out and it did play out that way. And the biggest surprise to me in this deal was, um, look, take it with a pinch of salt. It's not gospel, but you're hearing why is that how this deal was financed. And and this is the first sign of a change of approach from FSG for me, because the rumour is that they've sourced the finances from outside of the club for this and the outlay on this is zero and he was bought through a loan. Therefore, us just activating a 70 million euro clause up front, and without a bother. It's just, it's, I can't get my head around this signing gap because I'm looking around the league and I'm thinking, right, Arsenal have done Havertz for a big fee, uh, and United have done Mount for a big fee. Uh, uh, How, how's everyone passed this fella up? I I don't understand how we've got this. It's, it's absolutely, it's a fucking brilliant deal. when I look at where we are now, some people are having showy hemorrhages about where we stood in the window. But if you look at exactly where we are now, well, it, it's the first week of July. second of, uh, the second of July. Like, yeah, the second of July. And um, we've McAllister and we've Sobeloy <laughs> in the door, who are literally, like, honestly, I'm putting these two lads in every starting 11 in the league. I'm being deadly serious when I say that. 100%. This is, I, I, this is how I feel about that. These are two massive upgrades on our 11. These are players who can impact from day one. These are players who I don't feel will need bedding in periods. Obviously, there is going to be that, but I just feel that they, they both have the qualities where you just know they're going to go in there. It, for, it always looked like for me that we missed a boat with this fella. I thought this was a fella we should have took from Salzburg all them years ago when, when we come up against him. But look, it's an absolutely brilliant signing. He's absolutely gorgeous. He's fucking. He's taking the number eight as well, which is shows this fella massively backs himself. And like the club of Coinet it, they've done a Liverpool with this deal where it's not that it's come out of nowhere yet. It's mentioned. Like we spoke the other night, Gab. I know you're you're very you're very skeptical with reason of of any report that comes out from. Any journalist you have in your head, the ones that you trust. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's always very obvious when it, it's a brief. You can always see when, all right, these have been told this by sources at the club. This is not like, this is not something that's just being made up on a pretense that this fella's available on the market and Liverpool need a midfielder. It looked like Joyce and Arnstein were basically told, look, this fella, uh, Sabosla, we're going in for him. Now, we're, we're aware he has a, a release, a release clause that's up in the next 24, 48 hours, and we're looking to get this deal done. And it played out that way, so it looks like they were directly told. And now we had a fucking clue, you know. So it, it, I, I feel like we're a step ahead now in this window. And I'm also sharing the same sentiment as Keith. We're, we're in the boat now where who's coming in next and is it an and or all? Like I think then these two signings now mean. Wherever to spend, whatever we we spend the rest of our kitty on, yeah, are more future proofing. Um, yeah, a number six or another eight, and a centre back, and you have a nice like. Who knows how much we have left to spend? If that, if that, if this deal has little or no impact on our finances this window, it means we're in a really, really good position now in terms of the business that needs to be done. We needed for, I felt we needed for. And that's two down, two to go. So it, I absolutely no complaints on my on my end from this. This is it's ten out of ten business across the bottom of have so far. I, I don't want to fucking. I'm not gonna overeg the pudding and just say FSG in yeah, no, or fucking this is what they should have been known. this is a this, for me this is a real sign of intent going out and paying seventy million for for this fella and and financing the deal. How if I, if if that's how we believe it happened? Financing the deal that way. This would show that the approach is different. This would show that there is money there to spend. This this is honestly a fucking an A class sign, and you won't get anyone denying it. Like you said, Cap, nobody, nobody. Um, a single word? Yeah. yeah. Another, another thing that I always kind of look at when you when a player leaves is how how is he how is he perceived by the fans. Of the club where he's gone from and you seeing the messages today from Leipzig fans on the video they brought. They knew this was coming for this fella because they're like, This fella is too good for Leipzig, who are Champions League regulars, you know, like this fella is too good for us and this is the next step on. I had no qualms about Liverpool attracting top talents, not being in the Champions League. My qualm was Liverpool footing the bill and paying what's needed. The, the premium that's needed to get this Calavera player in. And they've done it here. So I've absolutely, um, there's no drawbacks to this deal for me. Honestly, I, I think it's, it's absolutely fucking brilliant. And this one is kind of lit in the fire to me to say, do you know what? We might, Keith and Gav may be right here. I know that business needed to be done, but there's a chance here that, not that we're going to do a madness, but Liverpool are going to show a real like. You know what? You can all do whatever the fuck you want, but you want to make sure you're on your game because the players we're bringing in, we're gonna be ready to go with this again in August. So, uh, a big lift. I, I genuinely believe that this is a fucking, this is a serious th- sign. This is a statement sign. So, we said a few weeks ago, I didn't think that McAllister was gonna be the most expensive player live up Liverpool, but. and I said that a few weeks ago. I didn't, and I know you guys said they were gonna go big on one. I maybe thought they would have paid. The premium on Teo Rambo, I did not expect this. It's a it's a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah,
2: it's um when you look at the when you look at the finances of it, I think <coughs> it is clever because if they let it go to the fourth of July, right, it opens up, it actually strengthens maybe a Newcastle's position because they come in and go, well, it was seventy, we'll give you eighty, and the price could go up. You know, a lot of people do think if the, if the if the buyout clause expires you're going to get him for cheaper Do you know what i mean but that probably didn't look the way it feels to me a bit like if if Liverpool'd, liverpool have probably looked at it and said to themselves right if we're buying him for 70 million in a normal transfer we'd probably go in and give x amount up front and we give it over the course of the thing of the of the uh, contract but this one is a bit different because the buyout you need to put that 70 up so what we do is instead of it doing it out of our pocket, we'll go in. If this is to be believed, we'll go in, right? We'll give the 20 million upfront and we'll join it with 50 million from someone else who'll give it. And we'll just pay the installments to them rather than the club over the course of the contract, because <laughs> Liverpool aren't going to be asked to pay the 60 million back in a year's time or two years time. It's going to be over a certain amount of time, possibly four or five years with a bit of interest on it. Um, and you know what? It's for me, it's, it's a very clever signing. I think it's a it's a brilliant signing. Me and Matt raved about him the other night. Everyone in the chat was raving about him. But Keith Just I take I want both of you to a view on this as well before we move on to who we might be on next, right? But as good a player he is, right? We know he can run. He can he can press. He's a good shot on him, assists, goals. He looks like he's an attacking eight for me. If he's not a ten, he's an attacking eight in this box system we use or he's one of those where he's going to play off the right if Salah is you know needs a rest or whatever it might be but it's just bringing these in Keith just like he said fixing what we need to fix adjusting to what we need to adjust to and other teams around us are looking now going these might be a problem again Kevin Sullivan said it there look at fans from other clubs you know at Arsenal to man or woman they're saying yeah Liverpool are a problem again Keith my biggest thing in this is, is that we have eight or nine that we can absolutely rely on. And I'm comfortable with any of them starting in three or four in midfield, wherever it might be.
0: Yeah. And this is a big thing. You know, last year, if we look and it's. You know, last year we were off the back of almost winning a quadruple, you know, coming up short in a couple of games. And you looked at your options and you're like, Yeah, if everything goes well, if the wind blows nice for us here, we'd be we'd be golden again and it didn't, and we bring in Arthur Mello and he was a disaster and all this. Now we are looking at a situation where like Sean, you hit the nail on the head, these two going to every other team. Every other team. I thought as Sean you said that he um supposedly be the um Kevin De Bruyne. Um Prodigy. I thought McAllister would be the same at Like I thought these two are good enough to play for City. And that's the the highest. Um... Before we go on, people are giving out sound on this. Um, we sound perfect <laughs> to each other, but people are saying that Gav, myself and Gav are quiet and Shawnee's mic is loud. Well. Is everyone getting that in the chat? Let us know. Um, or is it just one or two? Well, I'm,
2: I'm shown on my mic levels to be bang on the same as you two when we're speaking.
0: Yeah, Stop. look, when we're talking, we can hear a few people are saying <laughs> the thing. Um,
2: Charlie's just a mouth, don't mind
0: yeah. it. That's it, that's it. But, um, no, I think this what we've got now is we, we, we've shown a real statement of intent with these two really, really, you know, top, top level midfield players have come in, and it's something that you know we've all wanted for a long time. What we've wanted for Liverpool to do is to be clever with the signings and to be. You know, it doesn't matter how much you spend once you're spending on the right player, but then you don't want to be too clever and be bringing in, you know, a Seth Vandenberg, not digging that kid out, but you know what I mean? Trying to get them when they're too young. These, this is two statements. I mean, it's Liverpool. And you're right. We now have a situation where, you know, if you've got these lads, and look, one thing I'm going to caveat this with is I say it all the time about, like, if I'm talking about Mason Mountain, Manchester, if I'm talking about Declan Royce to Arsenal, talking about Koi Havertz Arsenal. am like yeah yeah you can only judge them if they're a, a success and we'll say the same for these lads you know on paper they look like two great males we'll judge them after a year if they're successful on the pitch but the qualities that they bring into a team that I think while well, we were short last season there was signs that we were getting back to our best and I think what we've done here is we've brought in quality that'll It accelerate us getting back to where we should be in my opinion because you're not going to be leaning on a Jordan Henderson now to play every game on the right side of a tree or the the right side of a box box four and you know no disrespect to Jordan Henderson being a huge fan of his but he shouldn't be playing many games now now we've got two lads in there and possibly getting another lad in that pushes the others there like Thiago for example Tiago would have always been, oh geez, we want Tiago playing in an ideal world now, we can use Tiago as a luxury player for the last year of his contract. We can use Henderson to see out a game if we need that bit of experience to come in. And we've now got the options in there that we can do an awful lot more if everything goes according to the plan with them and nobody gets injured and things like that. But look, the the business we've done and what I think we will do, I think it just shows that Klopp realised you can have eight or nine midfielders like we did last year, but if three of them are getting old and some of them are falling off cliffs and then others are just injured, they're not worth a shit, you know? So you might have had nine bodies, but the reality is you're flogging Harvey Elliott to death. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd no one else. You're flogging, uh, even at the end of the season, Curtis Jones, I know he misses a lot through injury, but he becomes so important because we can't rely on anybody else. Do you know? So the options we're giving ourselves now going into next season. With batchetage coming back from injury, would be very interesting to see his development. Look, it's looking good. I think it's looking looking very promising than more so than what it was and even, you know, a few weeks ago. So if you look at Twitter, for example, rest in peace, if you're looking at that... With a bit of luck. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at that, right? And Liverpool fans are going mad about the lack of business that we do done. Even though we brought in Alexis McAllister, which, in my opinion, will be the bargain of the summer, there's not going to be a blade deal for a quality player better than that. It was like, he like we didn't sign him. Now we've got this fella in. We are actively going out and fixing our problems. Now there's a bit few more problems to fix, but what a start to the summer! You know, what a bit of business we've done so far. But the midfield now looks so far to be an absolute contrast to what it was last year. And as I said, I think we get another one in there. Happy guys,
2: Shani, Keith mentioned something there. And he said, you're flogging Harvey Elliott and you're flogging Jordan Henderson. We were in a position last season where we were flogging players that we couldn't afford to flog, in my opinion. Jordan Henderson and Fabinho being the main two. And then, yeah, in fairness, maybe uh, Harvey Elliott as well. Okay, what we've gone to now without anything else happening is that A, you don't have to flog these players and B, if they need a rest, and I'm not saying the all start. So don't think this all literally. You know, we get attacked after every fucking show for their words taken literally. But oh, if any, any if time. any player, if any player needs a rest, but a drop him form wherever it might be. We aren't sitting there going, can't do anything about better. Sorry, but Milner, um, Milner's 37. You can only do it once a week. Um, and no, and no disrespect to he- Milner, he's brilliant. But sorry, oxlade Chamberlain, no. Uh, Kate, none not available, so you are going to have to play without doing anything. Now I feel like we're in a much better position where we can say, you know, you' bit tired, three games a week, wherever it might be. We have the people there, Sean. and that's the biggest thing to come over for me. You know, I am not, I am not pinning on me Holtz and Sabazley or McAllister. You know, a goal and an assist every game, and we're just going to more the teams. Although I love it to happen, but I just want to know that if we need to change something in midfield a bit, like in, when we do doing forward line, we can do it. We couldn't do that last summer, Johnny, because of people not being available or just not being good enough.
1: Yeah, no, it, that's true. And then, look like, taking all that into account as well, I think what is going to be our look for Liverpool in at least the first six months or the first half of the season is that I think the core group, like you said, there's eight or nine players, you know, there who can mix and match. But a real big hitters are probably only going to be playing one game a week right up until January February because you can expect heavy rotation with the Europa League and the cup competitions because you could that's 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 going to be the case so it's it's horses for courses we we haven't had this luxury because we've basically we've lost two players who never played but they were always depended upon like in in Oxley-Chaim and Kate now I'm not going to start bashing them they're out the gap now at this stage but it's just they were never available, so it meant the likes of Badžetić came in and had to play games. It meant that Elliot was probably playing in a position where we didn't ever see him playing for Liverpool. Now he's done all right there. Don't get me wrong; he's performed there and being really good in games. He showed he's, he's had a lot of talent. Um, when Curtis Jones was fit as well, he did a job in there, and we were just running the bollocks of Fabinho and a Henderson and a Tiago who. When Thiago was fit, he was a top performer, but he was just fucking liable to break down at any stage. We've coined of gate at that now, um, like someone there. Like even look at the, the back end in games last year, we were even deploying Gagbo in midfield the way to Madrid to drop in. There was you know like so we have that luxury now, and it looks like they're gonna go again. And boy, one other, so it it will give us even more options. And the change of system, which means, like, this is why the, the Sabozloi uh, fucking signing makes so much sense because he's a bit of a Swiss army knife in, in a way that if you Afcon's in January, right, you can stick him out the right and play Nunes in the middle and Diaz on the left and you have two more conventional wingers and a, and a target man in the box. It's, it, it gives you different ways to play with the players you have there. So like, it's going to be a head scratcher. Not, not, not all these players can start, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, one thing it will do is it's going kind to of fucking flame the showy hemorrhages when starting 11s come out. But it, we, we literally have a core group of midfielders there that we can mix and match and not only keep. The players on that toes, but keep opposition teams guessing. Um, honestly, I, I really, I really think, um, we're moving in the right direction completely. Look, and, and I need to caveat all this, caveat all this by saying that, like, our business is far from done. I still think that we need another two significant signings in terms of the possible outlay in the future. Obviously, we're going to get into them, but look, I'm, uh, I'm buzzing. With the direction we're going so far, and look, all of these players we've mentioned, and we haven't spoke a word about Trent potentially playing playing in there, and you can't say that this is not an option, or it's not something that's being considered. With a new system, it's all the likely he's going to be taking up a lot of time in there. Isn't I'm happy how at the state of play at this, this at this moment in time. I'm more than content okay. with, with how I'm moving.
2: Keith, looking forward now because we've got two players in there that <coughs> I think I think uh, lawyer is is um, brilliant in that position, but he's he can move around <laughs> a couple of positions forward in the pitch. Where I think McAllister is brilliant in that position, but can move around a few positions from there backwards a little bit. So you are kind of you're covering all the angles there in midfield, right? But we've been linked with Kefran Toram. We've been linked with. Uh, uh, Romeo Lavia, um, for Southampton. And these two are the names that are popping up. Now, the Toram stuff has gone on for a while. He's out of the Euros 21s. Uh, Ukraine be France 3-1 tonight in the quarterfinals, I think it was. So he's out. and people were saying when he, when they go out of this tournament, you need to watch for movement here on Kefron Toram. Uh, Lavia was heavily linked with Arsenal, but in the last couple of days come out now. Liverpool are pushing harder on this. Um, would you like to see them both? Do you see both of them happening? And what do you make about them? Like, is there a preference? Because Lavia isn't one that I don't think was massively on the radar. I agree with you.
0: I don't see both. Um, I'd be surprised if don't both. Okay. I think the, the financial outlay would be huge. I think they do both of them. Because I think we need to do a defender as well. And I, I see a, a defender and maybe another midfielder coming in. Now, I was all of the opinion that's Kefran Toram, Kefran But as I said at the start of the show, bringing in Sabasloy maybe changes that a bit because Sabasloy is a, an attack-minded midfield player. You know, you can do the press and you can do a bit of the track and back because the, the, um, the Red Bull team sort of have that as part of their, their, their style. But I think a lot no sorry my opinion is that they may look at a Lavia now who is the more specialist six. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Whatever happens there, I always felt that Bachetic maybe would be the, the heir to that sort of you know position and, and they grow in, he's eighteen years old. Lavia's nineteen, what's the point? But um the more I'm thinking about it. And you think of the games that Badgettich played last season, he actually done well when he played as an eight as well. So I think, and and he's a centre-back by trade. So I think we're sort of overlooking his ability to be a bit of a Swiss Army knife as well. And maybe that's the whole thing of what Liverpool are trying to do here. They're trying to get players that can play, they are not pigeonholed into one position, which I feel Lavia is more so just a six. But when you bring in McAllister and you bring in, and you look at, let's say, that new formation that he played with the three, Box midfield and the three up front, and you can just see McAllister and Sabasloy can play at the, the two attacking areas of that. And you have Trent in the, the sort of double six. And you can put any number of players in there beside him, whether it's Fabinho, whether it's Thiago, whether it's Henderson, whether it's even McAllister will win in and So, do they need, and Bacetic as well, do they need to bring in a six or can you get it? Kefran Turam, who started off as a defensive player, but has developed in more than ball carrying and and attacking. So, I was sort of thinking maybe it'd be Lavia, but now I'm leaning back in the last 20 minutes. I've leaned back to going by Kefran Turam as well, um, ahead of Lavia. So, I don't know. Whatever they do now, I think it's just a bonus in the midfield because I think what we've done already has shaped the way we're going to play. Two very forward-thinking players, you know, two very very attack-minded players we brought in. And look, Jurgen Klopp always likes to play attacking. But I think we've we've done an awful lot there that sort of, I think the priority for me now would be getting in a top centre back to integrate into that back line and the midfield player maybe can be more of a project or more of a, a risky one. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think we were banking on McAllister and Toram, and even then you're like, right, hopefully that hits the ground. Now, because of Sabah's like, we're well, now in a position where it's like, right, bring in someone. If it doesn't work out, the chances are, if you bring in far, 4 and going to work out. Someone's going to bleed and stink the gaff out. But if you're bringing in quality players like that, you get you get the the squad, and you're bringing in players. You're not relying on them, and I think we've we've set ourselves up nicely. But I'd rather see us bringing in a higher higher caliber centre back than another high caliber midfielder. If you get, I think focus on getting somebody into the back line <laughs> again for future proofing your team. You know Joel Matip getting all that year left on his contract. Joe Gomez, I don't know what way he's going to be. I think it's important that Liverpool can bring in a good centre-back. It doesn't have to be a starting centre-back. It doesn't have to be a Guardiola. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of, it'd be great if they did someone like that. But the reality is we've got Kanate and we've got Virgil van Dijk there. And if you can get someone in there, that that's a good standard. The links to Bastoni coming out, I don't know about that. Do you know I don't know about that? He's not the quickest Um you wouldn't be a choice, I the player I'd be interested in personally, but um, if if you are bringing in a player like that, he is an established player, but he's going to cost a lot of dough as well. So you don't know what way they're going to go. Bro, I'd rather say focus on the defense now that we've done the business in the midfield.
2: Certainly, there is a lot of people out there that think that if we do Toram feels like, or oh, we do Toram, we do Toram, everything stays as it is. But if we do both of them, one's going to go um somebody's going to go and and like the the the, the name that keeps popping up is Tiago. Do you know what I mean? Because Thiago's last year of his contract and stuff like that. But is there an argument there and look you can you can knock me down with this, but is there an argument there to say that he could do Torah Man Lavia and nobody goes. Now you end up with ten midfielders, but what I'm saying what the thing I'm saying is is that nobody goes because they're just future proofing themselves now where the opportunity is exists because Thiago will go in a year. And maybe Fabinho mightn't find a good bit of form at the end of last season, but might end up in that bit of a rut again this season and go, have to cut our, cut our losses here. And maybe a Henderson's the same. Do you know what I mean? So is it just, is Toran one they want? And maybe Lavia is an opportunistic one where we're going to have to fill that position in a year's time. And he we feel now's the time to do it instead of being, you know, dragged into, I don't know what. Well, see, have a buyback on him, don't he? But, um, yeah. but is, is there, could it be something along them lines? Because... Now I'm going to say it, even though I'm making that point to you, I don't think so. I think if if both of these come in, I think a midfielder lives.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know. I think if we're we're putting our our hats on here, you you can see an awful lot of walk-scenes that have gone into the signing, Kefran Rantura, and the talk was that we were going to wait until the back end of the the, the Euros, the under-21 Euros. I don't think Liverpool came away last week of uh, Szoboszlai's is out clause and just fucking shelved the idea of bringing in two I think it's within the realms of possibility that they, they, they certainly want both. And I think they probably will look at signing both, but I think the financials will have to make a little bit of sense. I can't say he's paying 50 million pound for Lavia. Now, I'm not, I'm not too big up. I think Lavia is i I'm going to, I'm going to just, I think Lavia is a massive talent. I think. In two, three years, he could be one of the best sixes around Europe. He really impressed me last year. I know people are saying they weren't into him, but whenever I watched him, he was brilliant. In my opinion, um, and I just—that's just how I feel about him. I think he's an excellent player, but I think I'd, I'd leave me stock at budgetation and go with Teo Ram if you had to go to my head, because I think Teo Ram is a player who might be like is a potential game changer. Like he, he reminds me, I thought right now, he was a bit on an he was a bit like Hunt and Cole in the Euros when I seen him, but there's definitely a talent there. I I think it's going to, I think the, the club will probably look the strong and probably Southampton. They're not going to pay the 50 million. I think if they look at Tehran and Lavia and can probably get the two of them for around 75, 80 million, they might do it. And I think, I think we only need a 20 to 25 million centre-back this window anyway. And, and I kind of have in my head. I get I get these weird things in my head now. I don't get fucking stubborn in them and, and go mad when they don't happen. But I have in my head. Like, I think your man, I read your man Belikajup has a twenty five million buyout. I think you could do the of them, and you're fucking, you're on the pig's back. That that's just I read I know, people going on about injuries, this and injury. I, th- I think your yeah, man Belikajup has all the tails to want to be a fucking a top centre back. More I say. He's fast as fuck. He's good in the air and his distribution is, is different grade. Um, if he can strong-arm Southampton into bringing down that price a little bit for Lavia, it'd be great. It does look like that Lavia is very keen on joining Liverpool as well. And we've seen again tonight that Thuram is looking the picks of, of Oslo in the in the number eight jersey as well. There's definitely something in it. And I think it is something they will explore. And again, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier on in the podcast Looking at how they done the, the deal for Savasli, I, like, I wouldn't put it out of Rams' possibility that they do. They bring in the two of these lads now. If fucking, if you are twisting your arm on it, it looks like to me that Lavia is one that they're pursuing now, and they're probably pushing up the rings. I think the the um the two Ram deal is there to pull the trigger on. It. I reckon that's just fucking dotting the eyes and crossing the T's and that one, to be honest with you. I have no fear the Newcastle taking any players off. As I, I genuinely don't. I, I, I'm being honest with you. People saying, oh, I have no fear. Because at the end of the day, they're still fucking Newcastle. I don't care what anyone says. that They're not going to do Man City. They won't be able to do Man City. They're after being caught with a tail between their legs. They thought they were fucking Billy Big Bollocks. They're still not that bleeding. They're not that club. Um, if we want both of these, we will get them. That's how. I, that's that's the way I'm seeing it now. I think if we really want both of these, they will get them and they will be used. I don't think they're going to be gone to waste. I think it's going to be plenty of minutes for players in there. If both of them do sign, then it's definitely going to be looking like someone is is getting moved on. And, and Thiago is the fellow with the year and his deal on big wages. He would be fucking a, a perfect circus act to bring to fucking. Saudi Arabia, in my opinion, because he's one of the best footballers in the world to watch when he's fit. So I'm not exactly. Um, I, 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 it's probably my own fault. I kind of got married to the idea that was signing Kefren Turan and it was getting a bit horny about it, and I probably shouldn't. Have been. And that's Both probably, have. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why I want them to be honest with you. But I do see the sense in Lavier because I do think he's a fucking excellent player. I really, I think Lavier is a huge, huge talent, and. It would be Liverpool doing what they probably failed. It, this would be us going, this would be us catching up in a way on that window that we missed out on. It's never ideal to be bringing in more than four players in a window, I feel. But someone like Lavier, if you're just dropping him in and out and, and Bella Catchup can just fucking drop in there into in centre. He's the exact type of fucking centre back we should be profiling, by the way. Like people are throwing an ACO in the chat. Lads, I work with a Spartan fan. I've said this outside the podcast gaff and he told me he's dope. Honestly. He said honestly, he said he's not it. I said, if you like Ruben Diaz, he said, No, he's nowhere near the level of him. And he said the same about the other lad at Benfica as well. I think his name's it's Silva. It, it? Yeah. He said that like these these would be opportunistic fucking grabs by Spartan and Benfica if you were to command big face for these fellas. So I like Bellicatchup. I really like Levi Carwell, but I, I just fucking I feel he's going to be big money. If you can do Lavia and Carwell, give me that. But I think Brighton will do everything they can.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not saying they're going to beat us out, but Carwell no, has literally but, but, got. But you have really a player, put they have a player. They have a player yeah. that Chelsea want. And yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It's just I think Brighton hold a little bit the cards there in terms of. They've had him on loan. They can bring him in. They have the money. and They'll have the money. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be a perfect step to start with Will because he can kick on in his career and he's going to start every week where I don't think he's exactly guaranteed to start every week in a Liverpool team. So, look, it's still, who knows what way it's going to go. I I just feel like the the way that Sabah's deal has been financed has really got my fucking head going and thinking that that thinking outside the box here. So it's gonna be interesting. I i, I think tomorrow, i think tomorrow this stuff's just gonna all start snowballing. And how we've operated in this window so far, we've we've been efficient. we have go back to things I've always said. I've never had actually a, a, an issue with the the business that Liverpool done, except for them couple of last day loans. I think the only issue has ever been. Not doing enough business, Um I hope this is in case in this, this window and they get what's needed. Oh, they're not finished, there's no way. We, not finished. No, no, far from it. I believe, I do, I genuinely believe they're far from it, but I think the general consensus. Some even said we might need an attacker, and I kind of get that, but I wouldn't, it's not something I'd be prioritizing. But for me, we need it for we've got to, I think. With the level of the two we've brought in, I actually think we can get a little bit creative on, on terms of what we do now with the next ones. So you could buy a Lavia and, and kind of feed him in and you're buying a, a centre back in terms of going like maybe two, three years down the line. This is the fella to, to take up all of Virgil's minutes and uh, maybe move Virgil back backseat, because that is coming. That is a conversation. Oh, yeah, that, that's it is coming. Down the... I, think, so, I think it's a conversation
2: probably coming in the next 18 months. He's, yeah, 100%. Um, Marcus, sorry, Marcus Barnes has a, a couple of super chats in. He says, I think we will sign Lavia, but there are rumours that we will sign Toram too. If this happens, I think either Thiago or Fabinho will live. And he, he follows up on, might have been something you said, Keith. He said, Keith, Toram's defensive stats aren't great. He's more suited to an A. Lavia is definitely a DM. Love the fact he is press resistant, athletic. He makes more sense in Lavia. And Ado Pill says, just spend the money on Cicedo. We are short for six years. Oh, yeah. Just pay the money, no brand. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, not obviously. I don't think you're gonna uh, listen. Do, uh, come here. know oh, so, so, no, so many there's no. so many ways you can end up happy here, right? I'm happy with Toram. I'd be happy with Lavia. Um if, you know, but if, if it was always a smoke screen and Soisido comes in, you don't sign either then. You're like, Jesus, that was deadly, wasn't
1: it? Um, no, i got, got a reference here before we move on. Do you know what Liverpool are doing? Anyone here play championship <coughs> manager football? Yeah. yeah, they're
2: just stalling deals
1: everywhere, aren't they? No, yeah, that, no, but so again, you, you start a new save and you're stinking the gaff out in the four six games and you go, fuck this, shit, I'm starting a new game. I'll do it with the same team, but i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to buff up my sliders a little bit and give myself a little bit more cash now, I'm not going to go mad cheating and signing so and Bellingham and I'm fucking Mbappe and Hikini and all the best. You're going and nipping the players with huge potential with the, with the big price tags. But if you bring them in, they're going to kick you on massively. That's exactly what Liverpool are doing. That's exactly what we've done so far in this window. I genuinely think right side of centre mid, you can go box to box great attacking numbers, that's Dominic Savozloy. A, a fucking, a woke up winning player who's exploded in the last year, who has fucking, so many strings to his bow. 25 million, Alexis McAllister, I'm having that all fucking day. Well, we're addressing issues with, we're buying a step up and bringing them in and we're uh, instantly improving. We're well, not buying the likes of, like Mount would have been a good signer. Mount's not getting me horny at, at the end of the night. He's a good player. This this Hungarian fella is. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm very horny. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Have, I hope it's the horn football. is Actually, it man. could be the one. Um, but, but Keith, we're going to have the best game of football manager ever. <laughs> but,
2: but Keith, look, it's, we have we've, we've talked to the death about how the midfield wasn't looked after. We've we've talked to the death of how they have to do this this summer. Like me and you've been banging on saying they have to do this this summer. It's not like like I said we were talking about it on Wednesday night or Friday night. Sorry, it's not like years gone by where why aren't we signing a midfielder and there was nine of them sitting there and you're going well how many do you want? You can absolutely have a go with them because those nine make up the package, but numbers wise. How far can we go? This summer has been different. Three of them have immediately gone, right? So you're down to six. And now with that six, you can pick apart, probably pick apart most of the six. To be fair, whether that's age or experience, legs, wherever it might be. And they had to do something. But do you feel that if they were to do two, Keith, that they're trying to A, fix the issue and trying to get ahead of themselves a little bit? Because that's what it feels like to me. I think one of these signings, they won't be relying on. They won't be relying on. I think one of these signs will come in and it'll be a real case of Andy Robertson. You know, you've seen him after a while. You, you see a player just goes through a season and not much of it, but he'll burst on next year. Do they feel like they're trying to get ahead of themselves here?
0: It wouldn't be a bad thing, You know, we've, we've been <coughs> critical in the past. Um, as Sean, you said earlier, it's not that we don't like the business Liverpool do, but we always leave ourselves too short. Me and you have said it all along, that they had to do business this summer because of the players that are leaving. And the ones that were staying have become unreliable. You know, so your Hendersons, your Fabinho's, who last season we wouldn't have seen as, you know, last summer, sorry, we wouldn't have seen Fabinho maybe as a, a an unreliable player. Now we look at him differently. He has to be looked at differently after the season he had. Um, Thiago, Henderson, they've now they've jumped down the pecking order because of the business we've done, because of the because of the emergence of Stefan by by Chetich, because of the resurgence of Curtis Jones, because of you know Harvey Elliott, who we've spoke about on these shows loads of times, is he's not a midfielder, he's a forward. I'll tell you what, that tip of the box midfield where I see Sabozloy playing. I think Harvey Elliott would do a great bleeding job in there as well. And I think he's looked good in the Southampton game when he comes on and plays in there. So you can see a route in for these lads. But what they're doing is they're pushing Hendo, Fabinho, Tiago into the oxlade Chamberlain, Kate and Milner. Not their, not the same players, but it's pushing them into their pecking order. You know, that they're not up the top end of the, of the scale. So, you know, you do this, you bring your, your, your age profile down. You look at the signings we've made, right? So, Bozloy, 22, McAllister's 24, um, Gakbo, I think is 24, is he, or even younger than that? You've got Diaz 24. We brought in, um, Nunes 22, I think. You know, the age that we brought all these lads in, it's absolutely swamping that, that age profile down. And I think it's something we need to do. And I think, If you bring in, let's say we've got to do Toram and Lavia, I agree, it might be a case of Lavia may not play an awful lot of games because even though we have your open league, if you have 10 midfielders, you know, people are going to want to play. You know what I mean? At some stage, they're going to want to play in 10. If you get 10 and you've got a constant eight of them available, it's, it's a bit of an unnecessary headache. But if it's a case of saying, look, Next season, three of these lads are not going to be, you know, Henderson will still be there, no doubt, but Fabinho could be gone if he doesn't improve, which he did improve, by the way, last season. I'm not saying he, he fell totally off a cliff, but um, Thiago won't be there. So next season, you might have a case where, right, there's 10 of them now, but we don't have to do one next year then. That makes all the sense in the world, and that's what future-proofing is. It but means that, you don't have to, you to down. do the work down the line. And you can focus other areas. You don't want to be focusing on a, a defensive overhaul next year. and That's why I think we but need
2: this. To is do what I'm saying this year, if if they if they, the argument can be made that if you sort of this midfield, it actually it actually helps an awful lot with the defensive side of things, right? Center backs not being exposed as much. Yeah. Full backs the same, and um, because we we'll have legs in there. And I understand Josie with Harvey Elliott being really good at that tip, of that four. You know the sort of way he he is. But the personnel around him is what is, is massive as well. It's the same, the same way if you put Trent into dropping him, letting him go into that midfield, the personnel around Trent has to be right in order for him to do that. You know, it's a, there's a knock on effect and, and that goes right back to Liverpool's team being a team and all being able to do anything they need for each other. Um, it wasn't the most glorious football you'll ever see, but they all worked their bollocks off for each other, right? Um, but I think by getting ahead of yourself in this summer, And we've spoken about it. You're not solving this midfield in one summer, but they look like they might have a fucking good go at it. Where they'll say to themselves, "We need three, right? We need three just to get back on par, right? We're looking at three next summer that you'll have doubts, massive doubts over, and one will leave. I think in Thiago, and then you look at Henderson and and Fabinho. You don't want to run. We don't want to do this again next summer. We don't want to have to be. So what about if we get one extra in this summer? Thiago goes, and what we do is we just do one more next summer, and we make a decision on Fabinho and or, or a Henderson, and that leaves you to pick up another defender and maybe a forward, because the former, not rumour, but a lot of people have said to me, I think we need another forward. By doing it now and being clever now and getting it at the right price, when it comes to next summer, you're kind of going, yeah, he's gone and he's gone, but you know what? Forward, midfielder, defender, bang, we're out of here, job done. That's what I think might be happening here. And I I wouldn't put a past Liverpool, and this might sound mental, but I wouldn't put a past Liverpool to sign these two in midfield and sign a centre half and nobody leaves. Nobody leaves the club. And they just go, let's just fucking put a team together in the Europa League over here and the Premier League over here and we'll have minimal fuss throughout this season. And when it gets to next season, we have a player already there. If a Henderson or a Fabinho goes and it allows us to concentrate on something over here. But then again, we could be sitting here in fucking six weeks' time and we've only signed two players and we should have signed four. and um, Because, you know, um, if you look at the history, fair enough. Um, we're gonna leg her in a few minutes. <clears throat> Are you excited for the season, Shani? Is the excitement starting to build? Because I have loads of people saying to me, no, oh, I can't like Matt literally on Friday night when he was mentioning the names. Uh, so, Bosley, and then he was like a torn and maybe. And then he was like, he actually just burst out of him. He was like, oh, I'm just so excited for the season now. Is it yeah. starting to build for you now? Because I, I looked it up today. When's this first fixture? Because I want to see these players playing now.
1: Yeah, not like I I get excited when all the preseason stuff starts coming around. Like, yeah. I was even watching the, the the kit launch video yesterday, and I was kind of oh, right, I'm starting to miss the boys a little bit now because. I'm the type of person who consumes fucking LFC content till it comes down years. I'm watching a fella called Casey Imageworks flying his drone over the stadium every day, fucking looking at the progress on the new stand. That's, I'm weird like that. I, I'm so easily placed in terms of uh, of that. I, I don't, I don't miss football yet. Fucking last year was a load of football and I've been watching kind of the story of the season last year and uh, I watched a World Cup show that done like, the highlights of the walk up, and I was like, that was fucking great, wasn't it? But it's looking good, Gaff. And I think with how we finished last season, the back, the, the back, the run in, the last 10 games, we put ourselves in people's thoughts again. One thing I've noticed is when a lot of people are doing these, um, predictions for next season, Liverpool are right up there. And um, I listened to the lad, uh, the, Newcastle, or Man City fan Steve on a podcast the other day, who I, I actually really like him. I think he speaks his mind the whole time. I think he's a fucking, he's a big wind up merchant. But I was listening to him on a podcast the other day and, and they were asking him, Oh, how does he feel about Royce going to Arsenal and have us? He was like, No, no, no. He says, if I'm being honest with you, I'm kind of looking at um, I'm looking at Liverpool and the sort of business they're doing because I know when it gets into a scrap and it gets into the nitty-gritty, they are the team that can do 12, 13, 14 wins on the spin and keep us on on on, on the toes. People were talking like Liverpool were dead and buried last year um, with the way the season played out. I'm not giving up on some of the players who won the perform last year. I expect no, Fran-
2: I, think, I think these signings actually
1: helped loads. I much. expect Van Dyke to be above his level. Back to his not back to his normal self, but way above the levels he showed last year. We seen flashes from Fabinho at the back end of last year. I think with a little bit more protection and legs out of him, you'll see the better of him. It was a tough season for a lot of them lads last year. Coming out of a World Cup, coming off the back of a 62 all-game season the year before. You need to kind of take that into consideration. Like they're not fucking robots. The city lads aren't robots either, but they've two squads. So, their wave, their always, they're just fresher, naturally fresher. But I think something that City are making signings, but I think something that's being glossed over on their end is Rodolfo Borrell is gone from their coaching staff. They've lost Gundawan. They're losing Bernardo Silva. laporte is gone. It looks like Marez is going to live. There's a bit of chopping and changing going on there at City. You know, they'll still be for middle ne- next year. And De Bruyne has a really serious injury. Like his hamstring come off bone in the Champions League final, so he's not gonna. Look, it's fucking there for us, Gav. The ace in the hole we always had was Jorgen Klopp. and he's proven to be fruitful again because he's getting in these players' ears, and they want to fucking play for him. Lavia is not short to suit us. Toran won't be short to suit us. If we pursue those deals, we'll get them. So. There's reason to be optimistic. There is. That's the way I say it. There's genuine reason to be optimistic going into the back end to, to the start of the season. Like, it's a fresh feel. Everyone feels like when they kick off, they have a chance. But, like, the Bellingham thing was a kick in the bollocks. But the club, since then, have fucking handle it, handled it to a T. There's still business to be done. We won't jump the gun. But we won't share the bed at the same time. You fucking remain level-headed. There's still plenty of time to go on this window, and there's plenty of preparation needed for this season. But I feel like we genuinely are in a really, really solid position moving forward here. Um, With a little bit more investment in the rest of this window, we'll be good to go. And I'm telling you, people might not admit it, but we will definitely be in their fucking thoughts when it when it kicks off. And a lot of them will be watching that Chelsea game on the first game of the season going, Alright, well, are we gonna have to worry about these fuckers for another thirty eight game season? Are these gonna leave us alone and we'll just have to fight off a fucking an Arsenal side who we now haven't got the minerals. Again, I think we will be definitely in the hunt. And that's all we can ask for. Like I said, look at where we are at this stage. Second of July Two great signings in the door, Looking to do more business on the way. I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic, Gav, I'll say that. I won't use the H word because I've, I've already <laughs> done it. But I'm, I'm, I'm optimistically well, horny. It's
2: spreading, Shani. It's spreading. Mohammed um, <laughs> Shamas says, Greeting from Egypt, boys. I love the show. And I've been watching for years now. He's horny about all of these signings as well. He said something else, but I'm going to use the word horny, if that's okay. Um, Keith. Before we go, how excited are you about pre-season and seeing these players? And, you know, like, let's be honest. We, we'd be excited about the season if we didn't have signings in, you know, or what's going to happen and curiosity and all. But when you have new signings, yeah, you're, you're trying to watch that game at two o'clock on a Wednesday, aren't you? Somewhere in Germany. Yeah. Um, because, you know, sober's Lloyd might get 15 minutes at the end. The excitement level does
0: go up when the assignments come off a hundred percent. You know, and it, it's it's natural for any fan base. And look, like Shani was saying, you know, I, I love the content when the pre-season starts back. I love, you know, getting as much of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, the inside training and all that sort of stuff. I love all that. And you get to see the dynamic of the team and all that. And I just think every year I'm I'm excited to come back into the season. But I just think, yeah, with new signings coming into the team, it's not just a case of new signings, right? So last year we brought in Darwin Nunes, big money signing. People didn't know what to expect. Hasn't worked out. Okay, that's fine. We can admit that. It hasn't worked out yet. That was a one signing. And the other signings were maybe, you know, I can't even remember. who will be signing Calvin Ramsey and Carvalho. You know, they're not big, big money. They're not established players. This looks like it's clock 2.0 now, it looks like it's a rebuild of the team, it's not just, oh we're bringing in a player it looks like we're reshaping now from the engine room and that has to be exciting because you can bring in a forward and if your midfield falls off a cliff It doesn't matter what you do because your team are fucked. If others are, you know, having a bad season like we saw last year, the defence were suffering, the forwards were suffering, everyone was suffering. We're now overhauling the midfield. And the type of player we're bringing in, you can't not be excited by what you expect to see out of them. And I just cannot wait to see it coming. And on top of that, the players we still will bring in. You know, I reckon, as we've said, we're looking at at least another two more to come in. And when you look at that a big summer, it's it's hard not to be excited. It's hard not to get horny about it and look, long may it last.
2: Yeah. If everyone isn't getting off here now and lashing on Moose Tea, I don't know what what, <laughs> what what's what's the meaning of life. Get yeah. Moose Tea on after this. Um about nineteen ninety eight that song, would you reckon? Yeah, I'd
0: say
2: so. with yeah. that. I'd say yeah, with so. that I reckon Moose Tea Horny is about nineteen ninety eight. Um he was just a nipper. At the time, but, um, he's, he's, he's keeping the tradition rocking on by just saying horny lots. And, um, news <laughs> t-shirt next week from Shawnee. Uh, Courtney says, genuinely, genuinely excited for the first time in a while for this new season. Um, let me see. Someone says they start offering memberships. Um, but, what, me- YouTube memberships? No, you have to pay no, for YouTube
1: memberships. Give it
2: over, will ya? Um, oh, fucking, I hate fucking YouTube. Um, to be honest with you. It's only you people that watch that keep me on YouTube, to be honest. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, look, it, it's going to be exciting. There's, there's more going to happen the rest of the week on this channel. Um, Tuesday night, Phil Casey is on with me and we're going to have a big chat around Luis Suarez. I'll try to get one or two of these boys sitting here with me now to come on. And um, because Luis Suarez, I don't know whether he's retiring. Or whether he's trying to tell Gremio he oh, can't play anymore. So he yeah. can fuck off the MLS and go somewhere you. else. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because genuinely, if you're the most Suarez thing ever to do. go go, will ask my ankle's fucked. And then he turns yeah. up into Miami on about 50 million a year. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're going to have a big chat about Luis Suarez. Um, it's pre-season. He's an um, he, he was an unbelievable player for Liverpool and other clubs. So we're going to talk about that. So if or Keith are around on Tuesday uh, like night, we might do that. I know Kev and Chris are going to look back on some old, good, great Liverpool games. We're definitely going to do some more transfer stuff. And if anything happens with regards to signings, like they're very close or they're done, we will 100% um, have shows just as it happens or just after happens. The song was 1998 says James LFC. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, another good week ahead. A cracking week last week. The shows were brilliant last week. Um, and people were probably expecting a quiz and in fairness. One or two listeners have sent me, emailed me a quiz, so I might, I'm I'm thinking of amalgamating them both together and doing one big quiz. I know Matt is working on a general knowledge quiz for everybody that can play along, so there'll be loads of that coming as well. We haven't done a draft at all this summer because you probably ran out of options, but if I can think one up, I will. Um, but like I said, um, look, it's it's um, it's been a really good week for Liverpool. It's been a really good week for the shows we've done, more to come next week. Keith, anything else before we go? What's, what are you listening to at the moment?
0: Um, What am I listening to <laughs> at the moment? Oh, do you know what? It's not a... It's a song, right? And it's uh, The Commodores' Night Shift. Do you know the song? No. Right, so Lionel Richie was in The Commodores, and he left them, and they had that first big hit in 1985 after he left, and it's called Night Shift the a song. Get on and listen to that. And listen to a bit of Commodores. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of soul music, you know what I mean? I love a bit of uh bit of the old soul stuff. So yeah, that's what Motown town and blue um soul from the sixties and seventies, all that sort of gear. Great. But yeah, get on to noise by uh the Commodores, great
2: song. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Um Arsenal for Life says we've had a better transfer window than you. It's not over yet. Yeah. Don't 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 talk like an Everton fan. Everton will Yeah yeah. Um, Everton have trophies and everything for the transfer windows. Uh Shawnee, anything else before we go?
1: No, all oh, good. Um fucking I love that new kit. I'll say that
2: much. Oh, yeah. really, do you it's like the kit or do you like the gear around it?
1: I love it all. I honestly yeah. love it all. I think it's deadly. It's really it's one of them I yeah, like now in fairness, when you out of shape blokes in that forties and forties walking around town. It's probably not going to look as good as it does on really. here.
2: Me and you, Keith.
1: It's
0: probably not wrong. He's
1: not wrong. It's probably not going to look as appealing, boy. Um, yeah, the boy, the boy is really, uh, they really pull her off, um, and the, the training gear is whopper as well. I think I'll be, I'll be diving in, and I won't be fucking boyin' off. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not elitist table, I won't be pointing off them Chinese websites. I I wanna bleed and I wanna give a few quid to the to the, the font. You know, if exactly, it me yeah. if I buy two tracksuit tops and me end up with the two boys in the middle of uh, a... Yeah, you'd be claiming all the you've credit. you've done your bit, yeah. yeah. You've played your part. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah that's if I hadn't if I hadn't used that one for all voucher my ma got me at
1: Christmas <laughs> on the yeah. Liverpool yeah. website, they wouldn't have got yeah. the two players. Yeah. That's uh, Bertie's in the chat and is is uh is our man, my uncle Joe. Is not doing too well at the moment, so uh, so just throwing out um, a little, a little uh, appraisal from your uncle Joe and, and Albert Bertie in the chat. So, uh, Bertie
2: yeah. also says he was at the Prodigy last week and he's still in pain from it, yeah. Um, absolutely. and Paul Giovanni says since, since Glastonbury has been Guns and Roses, reliving that 90s madness. We love a bit, of, we love a bit of music talk at the end, don't yeah, we? we do. Um, but if we tried to do like a, a music uh podcast, we'd be shy of it. Because we yeah. just we just stop talking, just play a song with me, just just yeah. I just play a song yeah, there, be grand. Um, anyway, listen, it's been a really good show. Um, there's been there was n- nearly close with thousand of you watching there at one stage as well. Not enough yous hit the like button, but what can I do? Um, there's nothing we can do. Asking that Here, if you want, subscribe, comment, turn on the <laughs> bell icon, all <laughs> that sort of stuff. That's Think great, Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, link is in the description for our charity. €3,000 away from the 20000 target. If you can donate, the link is there. If you want to copy the link and share it with your friends, friend, your family, your colleagues, wherever it might be, please do that as well. Um, that's been the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Loads and loads to come during the week with a bit of luck. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Shani. Thanks to all the millions is in the chat there tonight. Uh, talk to you in a bit over now.
1: Podcast Network.